You're back to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwasili. What are the best things about democracy in the Fourth Republic? What do you think they are? What are the best things about democracy in the Fourth Republic? It's been 19 years um, since we the people uh, got power back from the military. 19? That's enough time to look back at the ups and downs of democracy in the Fourth Republic. It's not 19, it's 21 years. And here's today's big hard fact. People who are born after May 29th, 1999, will vote in the Edo and Ondo Guber elections this year. And they voted in the general elections last year. I know. Do you feel old? <laughs> There are adults who are voting today who never saw military rule. For them, the current situation is all they know. And this should tell us that the Fourth Republic has been around long enough for us to discuss uh, uh, the Fourth Republic on its merits. And that's what we're going to do today. I'm excited about this because I always love to, to, to t take a look at history, to touch history a bit. Now, our newsroom prepared um, a special report they always do. If it's a Wednesday at five and you're listening to Hard Facts, you're going to hear a special report from the newsroom. And this special report is looking back at the last few years of democracy in the Fourth Republic. So let's listen to it. And after that, let's talk. In the 21 years of the return to civil rule, one question has been on the lips of every citizen. How has the country fared so far? Nigeria's had four republics. During this period, there have been six general elections, 1999, 2003, 2007, 2011, 2015, and 2019. In this republic, we have had four presidents, namely, Ulushegu Obasanjo, Umaru Erodwa, Goodluck Jonathan, and the incumbent Muhammad Buhari. For the National Assembly, we've had eight presidents of the Senate. Evans Ewerim, Chuba Okadigbo, Aim Pius Aim, Adolfo Wabara, Ken Namani, David Mack, Bokola Sarakin of Recent, Akbed Lawan. For the lower house, the speakers have been Salisu Buhari, Gali Uma Naaba, Aminu Belo Masari, Patricia Ite, Demeji Bankole, Aminu Waziri Tambowal, Yakubu Dogara, and Femi Bajabi Amila. Now, with all the representatives Nigerians have had so far in the National Assembly, have they really contributed positively to Nigeria's democracy? A cross-section of Nigerians react. I see them as an instrument that the ESCO can toy with, rather than the National Assembly being a watchdog to the activities of the executive. Executive, executive is just taking decision for them. So because of the division in the body of our of National Assembly, it makes governments as a whole, being able to penetrate and inflict them, playing politics among them. So this makes decisions very difficult to benefit the masses. Since 1999, the, the legislative of government has always been run by the executive. There has never been a time that we have had uh, free legislative houses. So uh, to me, they've not really done anything so awesome. Meanwhile, Senator Adamu Aliero, representing Kebi Central Senatorial District, argues that the National Assembly has achieved a lot in terms of delivering dividends of democracy to the people. He's watching us. 
and I want us to uh, uh, clear the air properly. Secondly, on the issue of security, it has been said time without number that uh, most of the illegal arms that are coming into this country are coming through the border. And there is no way Nigeria will allow this kind of situation to continue when we are facing insurgency, armed military, and armed robbery in the country. But Mr. President has taken the right decision. For the former Deputy Minority Leader in the Fifth House of Representatives, Emmanuel Arigui Osula, he believes that no true democracy can survive without checks and balances. He says that life would have been better for Nigerians if subsequent assemblies had maintained the same pace of resisting dictatorial activities of the executive, like the Fifth National Assembly. We did everything possible to ensure that the legislative power vested in us in Section 4 of the part two of the constitution to make love for peace, order, and good governance of the federation was maintained. However, subsequent, even the preceding uh, legislative body led by right honorable Garland Haber did wonderfully to make sure that the overbearing power of the executive wasn't used to lead us in trouble. On her part, Deputy Chief Whip House of Representatives, Nkiruka Onyejecha, underscores the need for inclusive participation by Nigerians in governance process to promote democratic dividends. The parliament have always preached that. That's why out of 360 people represented 360 constituencies covered everywhere. And so, and there's no way you, you operate in isolation. So inclusivity is something that has to be done and it's what the parliament is taking on and that's why the parliament have decided to work with the executive to bring a uh, good um, dividend of democracy to the people. However, the recent function, a Kenyan professor of law, Professor Patrick Lumumba, charged members of Nigeria's federal parliament to act like servants to the people and not masters. Now that you have been given the honor and privilege of serving Nigeria, now that Nigerians and Africans prefer you to as honorable members, the question is, are you honorable members or horrible members? Because the question as to whether you are honorable is determined by the service that you render to the people. In the past 21 years of democracy, Nigeria's National Assembly has witnessed some historic moments. Some of these include the purported attempt by former President Lushagunu Basinger to modify the constitution to get a third term. This was stopped by the Ken Namani-led Senate. The first president of the Senate, late Vance Uwerim, was impeached after allegations of perjury and age falsification. The first speaker, Salisu Buhari, suffered the same fate. However, he had to resign after admitting perjury and forgery. Patricia Ete's reign as Speaker of the House in 2007 was also another important landmark. She was the first woman to get the exalted position. Sadly, four months later, she was booted out of office because of corruption allegations. More recently, Senator Bukola Saraki's maneuver that saw him outsmart his then-party APC to become President of the Senate with help of the position is an important landmark in this democratic dispensation a move that pitted the National Assembly against the executive. But can the National Assembly function perfectly when at loggerheads with the executive? Public affairs analyst Nelson Ekujimi believes members of the National Assembly have to work in harmony with the other two organs of government in order to deliver good democracy to the people. But we all know that the role of legislature in any democracy is to work in harmony and independently 
of the other two organs of government, that is the executive and the judiciary. The National Assembly, in this case, has done its best. It's just uh, a fallout of the fact that you know the National Assembly, like we all know, is still very, very young. You know, with time, we believe will develop because we have seen them exhibit acts that are unparliamentary. We have seen them exhibit acts that you know is uh, condemnable for men and women who are referred to as honourable. As the 9th National Assembly got inaugurated on the 11th of June 2019, it is important to state that these ladies and gentlemen have their job cut out for them. Nigerians believe it is time for the lawmakers to redress the wrongs of the past and serve the people and not personal interest. This report was packaged by Babatunde Pratt. And a big thank you to Babatunde Pratt and the newsroom for putting that uh, report together. Now, let's talk. Huh? The first thing that report talked about was the elections. Like they said, we've had six general elections so far in the Fourth Republic. 1999, 2003, 2007, 2011, 2015 and last year. Now, each of them are memorable for different reasons. But I want to talk about what I want to hear are two things from you. So first, I want to hear which one you think was the most free and fair election. And I want to hear which one you think had the best outcome. So two things. Which election did you think was the most free and fair between 1999, 2003, 2007, 2011, 2015, and 2019? And which of the elections do you think had the best outcome? It could be the one that the better candidate won the presidential election, or the gubernatorial election, or the senatorial election, or some combination of, oh, this person won senatorial and, and uh, gubernatorial, you know, like that, like that, like that. So talk to me. Which of our six general elections do you think gave Nigeria the best outcome? And which one do you think was the most free and fair? The most free, the most fair. Which one do you think it is? Which ones do you think it was? 0700-993-993-993. Now, I have a poll up on Facebook, several polls up on Facebook, on Twitter, sorry. So you can actually go and vote on Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. Uh, you can tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM. Uh, send us a Facebook message. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. And we have WhatsApp 080-959-75805. Which of our six general elections do you think gave Nigeria the best outcome? Which one do you think was the most free and the most fair? 99.3. Okay, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name? Uh, my name is Gochai, calling from Ambulewa. Hello, Gochai. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Yes. yes I, I want to start with, uh, like, uh, you've been talking about rape, rape, rape. Yeah, but we've moved on from that conversation, unfortunately. But thanks for calling and trying to get in on that conversation. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Mm, sorry about that. 99.3. Justin from Ogun State. Justin from Ogun State. Which of our six general elections do you think gave Nigeria the best outcome? 2015 general election. Hmm. I think that's the free and fair general election that Nigeria ever had. 
Okay. 2015 was the most free and fair, according to Justin. 99.3. Hello? Oh, we seem to be having uh, problems with the phone lines. So let me go to um, WhatsApp. At least WhatsApp uh, doesn't have a lot of people trying to call in at the same time. We've got WhatsApp 080-959-75805. Tweet at us at Nigeria Infirm. Two says at Nigeria Info FM. Um, you can also leave us a, a message on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Let's try the phone lines again. Michael, hello. Oh, okay. Hello, Michael can and Aja. Yes, go ahead. You're live on the show. Hello, Michael. Hello. 99.3. Hello. Good evening. Turn your radio down. My name is Jeffrey. I'm calling for Papa. Okay, good to have you on the show. Turn your radio down. Yeah, I've done that. Which election do you think was the most free and the most fair? Which one do you think gave Nigeria the it's best outcome? It's 2015. 2015. 2015. 2015. Okay, all right, interesting. All right, so that's our second uh, uh, vote for 2015. What's our next caller going to say? 99.3. Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Uh, this, is Mr. Uh, this is Kenneth from Orile. Kenneth from Orile. Which of our elections do you think give Nigeria the best outcome? Um, Sandra. Hmm? Good evening. Good evening. Which of our elections do you think was the most free and most Yes, fair? the election is uh, the one of uh, Obasanjo. Obasanjo, 1999? Yes. Okay. Uh, with with reason. Okay. Honestly, I know how far it took me to fool my relatives in abroad and even here in Nigeria. Hmm. If not only, uh, if not anything, a a woman selling crabfish in the market has access to communicate with. Oh no. I'm sorry. Let me talk to Obi in Ogun State. Obi, hello. You're the last call I'll take. Hello, Obi. Hello. Welcome to yes. the show. Uh, I think um, the 2015 election will actually be one of the... 2015. You think it was the most free and most fair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Now, let's take a look back at those elections, shall we? 1999. That one. It's very memorable for a lot of people because it was the first time that they voted in their lives. In fact, for anybody who, is, who was born after 1975, it was the first time that they could vote. But interestingly, voter turnout was very low in 1999. We think it's because a lot of people did not believe that the process was for real. Remember, these were people who saw the third republic they saw all the cancellations the reruns finally the annulment of june 12th presidential elections in 1993 after that they saw abacha take over sack all the elected governors the elected senators local government chairman everybody and then from 1994 to 1998 they saw abacha's own transition program that was well weird So you cannot be surprised if in 1999, many people did not believe in those elections and they did not believe those elections would lead to anything. And some people say that uh, 
maybe some serious politicians with serious ideas for the country stayed out of those elections. I wonder what you think. Then there's 2003. That's the one that um, then-President Olusegun Obasanjo called a do-or-die affair. Remember? And in River State, where I lived at the time, it actually was a do-or-die affair. We saw the use of gangs and thugs in that election. In fact, there was a panel of inquiry about it much later. That's also the election where we saw the PDP take over almost every southwest state except Lagos. It was also the first time that President Muhammad Buhari ran for office, ran for president. In 2007, that one was a landmark election because it was the first time in our history that a sitting Democratic president was going to be handing over. So it was a landmark election. It had never happened before. Remember, Buhari overthrew Shagari during his second term, ending the uh, 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 Second Republic. Umaria Adua of the PDP won, but later he himself said the election had too many irregularities. I think that's the first, in fact, that is the first time that we've heard a winner of a Nigerian election admit that the election had key leg. And yet the Supreme Court upheld his victory. The court sacked a lot of governors, River State, Edo State, Ekiti. It ordered reruns in Sokoto, Cross River, Bayelsa, but they upheld uh, Yaradua's election, Yaradua's victory. Then in 2011, we saw Buhari run again and lose again. But this time, he lost to Goodluck Jonathan. Jonathan made history as the first man to win elections as vice president and president. But again, the opposition claimed that um, there were irregularities and we saw riots where youth corps members were murdered. Then 2015, another first, the first time an incumbent president lost an election. Also the first time Muhammad Buhari won an election. For a moment there, it looked like he never would. Right? And then, of course, we had 2019. And I think 2019 will always be special to me because it was the first election I covered here on Nigeria Info Lagos. All elections I covered are covered in the different other states where I've worked. So again, which of these elections do you think had the best outcome? Go and vote on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Let's talk about the National Assembly. Before we talk about the National Assembly, let me take two or three calls and then we'll talk about the National Assembly. 99.3. Turn your radio off. What's your name? Ah, oh, that's unfortunate. 99.3. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Look, my name is John. Welcome, John. Okay, um, 2016 was the best. Okay. I'm calling from the other. It was mm. the best. You know why? Why? We're together. People wanted that particular... They wanted the president to enter that. Mohammed Muhammad Buhari. Who interested in him. Mm. So, this president saw that we just... This was mm. There was division because what he told us that he did, he didn't do it. Mm. So, 2016 has been the best so far because everybody wanted one person. But 
19 and the rest, there was division in all of them. Mm. So that was, of course, in Nigeria's problem. We're still, we're still divided. But it's the people that determine the president, so they have it in mind. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling, John. Yakubu is in Ikorodu. Yakubu, hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, 2015 is the best, and the worst is 2003. Okay. Yes, the worst is 2003. That one is not an election. It's dire, do or die affair. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Th- thank you for calling, and thanks for keeping it short. 99.3. Hello. Yeah good, yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You're on the live show. What's your name, sir? Yeah, yeah my name is Gabriel. I call you from Ikoyi. At least I vote all the whole election. Aha. Uh-huh. So. so tell me which one you think was the most free, the most I fair. Most free, I think it's 1999. Okay. When the, the, the jump party have about 11-something million votes, the mm. other PDP get about 15 million. Okay. 2000, 2015, let me let people know. In Kano, 1.9 million people vote for Buhari, no council votes. In Lagos, we have 1.700 or something thousand for APC. We have about 200 or something thousand council votes. In Kano, no council votes. Both blind people, both people who don't know how to write and write, who don't know the difference between APC and PDP. No council votes. Protect it. Okay. No council votes. <laughs> In Kano. Okay. 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 All right, Gabriel. Thanks for calling me. Now, let's talk about the National Assembly like I wanted us to. There have been some very dramatic moments in both the Red and Green Chambers since 1999. In the Senate, the mace has gone missing. Do you remember? Twice. <laughs> First in 2000, when the then Senate President, Chubo Karibu, allegedly hid it so that the Senate couldn't uh, reconvene to impeach him. And then it went missing again in 2018. It was stolen from the the Senate, from the Senate floor by thugs, but it was later found. But aside from the theatrics, we've seen the National Assembly try to define itself and its relationship with the presidency. There are three schools of thought, broadly speaking, Some people believe that the National Assembly should cooperate with the presidency and help the president streamline and achieve her agenda. But other people think that the National Assembly exists to check the presidency, not to play nice. That's why there's a a separation of of powers. The assumption is that the two power centers should each make sure that the other one is not cheating the Nigerian people. But there's a third school of thought that says it depends on the parties involved. So if one party controls both the presidency and the National Assembly chambers, then the two branches should work together. But if a different party from the president's party controls any of the chambers, they are meant to oppose the president they're they're meant to push their agenda the idea is by clashing both sides would eventually reach a compromise that works for the country so three schools of thoughts i wonder what you think which of these three ideologies do you subscribe to do you think cooperation is the way 
Or do you think opposition is the way? Or do you think party alignment is the way? We've seen examples of all three. Right now, we're seeing a National Assembly working very closely with the presidency, even if there are some disagreements. But this has not always been the case. In Buhari's first term, the presidency and the National Assembly could barely see eye to eye. The president vetoed so many bills that the National Assembly passed, and the National Assembly locked horns with the president over the budget year after year. That was when uh, Saraki was Senate president. And remember, at the start, they were both in the same party. They were both in the same party. And Jonathan, if you go back to Jonathan's time, he didn't have it much easier in his full term. In, in fact, Jonathan's term and Buhari's first term have one thing in common. They both saw their party lose partial control of the National Assembly. Jonathan saw the speaker, Aminu Waziri Tambuwal, defect to the opposition. Remember? And then Obasanjo, the National Assembly, briefly thought about impeaching him. Remember? And then we saw the Senate under Ken Namani kill the third term agenda, which of course Abbasanja had nothing to do with. Wink, wink. <laughs> so clearly the relationship between the executive and the legislature has been mixed. And that's why I'm asking which one you prefer. Do you prefer cooperation? Do you prefer opposition? Do you prefer party alignment? Do you think democracy works best when the executive and legislature are paddy paddy or when they're checking each other? And tell me why. And yes, you can vote on uh, Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Sandra, let me start by saying that, uh, okay, we've moved on from that subject matter. 2015 was the most free and fair election. It had, the, it had a better outcome through the even though the ruling was short adams from iba says the election that produced mr pito b as governor of anambra state was the best thing that happened to the people of anambra state and the worst general election conducted was the 2019 election including the products of that election at all levels with no exception thank you sandra that's a message from tony tony's in birmingham alabama uh good evening sandra Ezakwasili. the 2015 election was a bit free and fair but it had some discrepancies the 2000 election during your adua was free and fair because there wasn't riot or discrepancies during that time paul from ikorodu says paul even yaradua himself came and said that that election had uh k-leg uh we've got uh, this person who says 2011 was the fairest barring the unfortunate post-election violence in the north ima from lagos uh, also on WhatsApp, 2015 election was the most peaceful in my opinion. That's a message from Ali Anze from Kosofe. Uh, my name is Ezine from Ogun State. I think the 1999 general election was the best because it was free and fair. And also the administration was open to development. All right. Thanks for sending your message in. Let me talk to Chris Nokokomaiko. Hello, Chris. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Um... Talking about your question, mm. um, for me, honestly speaking, uh, the government can only work better whereby, I mean, uh, the legislature and, uh, and the, the executive, mm. they, I mean, uh, they, are, they are different parties. That is, that, that is why I see it, because uh, 
if I recall, in my school days, I mean, uh, this, this impression of power you made mention of mm. can only work whereby there is a check and balance. Okay. There can only be a check and balance whereby we should have a, basically uh, an opposition party, you know, be heading probably any of the, either of the executive or the legislative arm of government. Okay. So in that, in, that, in that instance, it will be more easier to, I mean, checkmate the other part of the government. That whereby every, I mean, both the executive and the, the, the legislature is of the same party. Sincerely speaking, that will be what we call in our local panels, party party. So they will, they, there won't be any room for checkmating each other or, I mean, uh, trying to make, I mean, uh, try to investigate each other. Because hmm. that is, that is uh, before, if you recall, Sandra, before we have uh, the emergence of APC, mm-hmm. the led federal government, that was never something like uh, the, that phrase, pardon of a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is it. That is goes a long way to show you, I mean, uh, the good effect of having a, an opposition go- legislative type of government. I see. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling. Musa, hello. Uh, good evening. Good, e- good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Which school of thought do you subscribe to? Cooperation, opposition or party alignment? I know opposition is better. Okay. Opposition is better because um, you, you discover that when there's opposition, whatever the executive is going to bring to, um, to, to, the, to the Senate, hmm with something that they are sure of. If they bring anything that is going to be anti-people, at least we'll have some people in the, in the Senate that are going to fight mm. on behalf of the masses because that's what they're actually there to do. Mm. However, I know the the, the party guys the, want to align with whatever the executive especially those that are in the same party. Mm. But opposition is better because with opposition, at least we'll have some people fighting for the masses. Okay, some people fighting for the masses. Thanks for calling me, Musa. Yeah. Lukman, hello. Yeah, yeah, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, I'm torn between tw- 1999 and 2015. Okay. As much as I love OBJ's regime so mm. much, and I loathe the Bubu's regime, I will choose 2015. Yeah, 2015. Oh, 2015. Look, man, thank you for calling me. All right, uh, don't forget that uh, you can tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM. You can also send us a message uh, via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080 959 75805. Hard, hard facts will be right. Welcome back to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwisi. Have we participated as much as we could, or have we allowed others to just drive while we complain and complain and complain? What are the big barriers for participation? Are you a party member? Have you ever been a party member? If you're not a party member, why are you not a party member? Christopher, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Are you a party member? No, I'm not. Why not? Well... I have seen a lot of insincerity and um, and a lot of uh, gameplay uh, that doesn't go well with me, my belief. Okay. So, yeah, uh, with that, in all of the in all of the political parties, in in all of the political parties, or just all the major of ones? the political parties? Yes, no exception. At a particular time, when you get to a particular level, 
you just you don't can you can't just get along without uh, dabbling with certain uh, principles that are opposed to your belief and uh, moral standing. So it has to do with uh, one or two uh, uh, gameplay, and so to some of us it doesn't go with, well with us. You just have to either buy out or go along with them. But if you don't like the options in a general election, shouldn't you be trying to be a part of changing them at the party level? Well, there is uh, this system where, except you are at the particular level of getting to the top when your orders are under you, you cannot really influence decisions. Your decision doesn't count. You just have to, you know, follow along with the decision of the person at the top. You know, because... Most of the time, it boils down to selfish interest, and whosoever have been handpicked at the topper level, you know, and all others are just to dance around that level. I see. So, how exactly are things going to change? If people like you, I assume that you're a decent person. You sound like a decent person. If people like you who are decent continue to just sit on this by the sidelines and watch other people dictate how the country goes, how exactly will the country really change? I would have, I, I don't know if it is pretty difficult. Uh, I would have suggested, uh, like, uh, one of those who advocated for uh, independent candidacy. Uh, if it is if it were possible for anyone to run without belonging to a, polit- a political party, where you will not be indebted to any and uh, been able to run your ideology and uh, uphold your principles as a leader. I think uh, I think it will help to correct certain certain uh, minas that has already eaten up deep into our. You, you think independent candidacy could work? Oh, sorry about that. Hello, Nicholas. Uh, hello. How are you? Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm on with uh, Sandra, right? Yes, you are on with Sandra. Do you currently belong to a political party? No, no, I don't. Why? I'm not a card-carrying member, but I've always voted. I've always exercised my, my right. Okay. Why are you not a card-carrying member of a political party? Uh, because I just want to be neutral so that I can be free to vote any party of my choice. I don't want to be tied to any party at all. Uh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, do, do you think that um, if people like you uh, continue to stay away from the politics, things are going to get better as far as the quality of what we get at the end of the day is concerned? Yeah, the reason is because uh, people like me, like you rightly said, mm-hmm. we are just everybody is really a principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think that you cannot be able to cope with a particular standard or setting, then you better stay. Maybe you just contribute as much as you can, and then even instead of you getting in, involved and being a, either you know getting embarrassed, or then that's just the reason why. Hmm. All right, Nicholas. Thank you for calling me. Ninety-nine point three. Good evening. You're my last call on the show today. Are you a political uh, party member? Yeah, I'm an EPC card guy member. Oh, fantastic. Okay. I'm 23 years of age. Oh, fantastic. Tell me why you decided to join the APC. Okay, my dad is an APC man, okay? Okay. In 2015, I was then about 16 years old, maybe 16 or about. Okay. 
So they register me for election. I did my voter's card and I voted first. Okay. Okay. So from then to when I grew up to this age now, I found out that that wasn't what I wished myself. Okay. So for now, I don't more put APC, but I'm still an APC party member. So you're a card-carrying member, but you're not active in the party anymore. Why, yes. why are you not active in the party anymore? I don't like the kind of like strategy of ruling. I don't like it. Okay. Um, have you considered joining a smaller party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, although I was in Delta then, but I now moved to Lagos. Uh, so I, I, I couldn't vote this last but I couldn't vote. Okay, okay. All but right. But I, I don't think I can join it if you see again. Hmm, interesting. Now, what do you think is the reason why a lot of Nigerians do not want to change the process from the inside? Um, due to what we usually see that they make us to be under them. More like my my daddy. Um, if I tell them that I'm no more in the APC, like I want to vote for an S-Party, I'm sure you won't allow me to do that. Okay. You understand? Okay. They try to, I mean, kind of like root the inside of us. So we that are now being educated by the state, I don't think anything can make me now to vote for that party anymore. Okay, all right. Thank you for calling to share your thoughts with me. Lagos, honestly, um, if, we, if we continue to complain about these major parties and uh, the people who are in charge of these major parties, um, you know, perhaps we should join these major parties and, join the, and change them from the inside. But you've heard from my callers this evening all the reasons why they cannot join these parties or they've left the parties. How about joining a small party? where the corrupt politicians are not in charge. Come together, make it stronger. How about creating your own party, crowdfunding your own party, organizing yourselves as outsiders to take over the system? Because there has to be a plan. We have to have a plan for fixing the system. We don't like how the democracy is going. Why not do something to fix it? Do something different. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili Lagos, and we can talk on social media, S. Ezekwesili. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is Sandra Ezekwesili.